Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Uh, Michael Cute, welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your, your day today. Um, I emphasized your last name because you and I have been friends for many years now. I don't even know how long. Um, I, I, I think uh, so highly of you. And I never pronounced your last name, which, of course, is German. Correct me if I'm exactly. wrong exactly. on German. So, so Michael Cute of Your Super, um, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, so glad to be on the show again. Um, excited you uh, you pronounced my last name correctly. It's great. Um, but as, as, like as friends, right? As friends, you don't need to pronounce our last names. We'll just, we'll just, do, we'll just do first names. It's, it's super funny. Our um, chief technology officer and I go back, I don't know, five, six years now. And we've been working together daily. And his last name is Jager, J A. G-E-R. Yeah. I just always assumed it was Jaeger. And I, yeah. you know, he's a Matt. I call him Matt. We've been calling each other Matt for seven years. So, <laughs> you know, like three or four years into it, I introduced him to a friend and I called him Matt Jaeger and he corrects me. Actually, it wasn't even a friend. It was like on our team call, like 15 people on it. I'm like, you know, I said all these beautiful things about how long we've known each other and how close I am to him and, you know, what a great guy he is. And he corrects me you know, and not pronouncing his last name. So, so now I always have to ask, am I pronouncing your, your last name? Hey, we, we, um, uh, we're having a, sm a small little podcast ourselves too, called, uh, or it used to be called Be Sexy Plants um, with Crystal Me interviewing some, some Leo, right? Plant celebrities and, and some other people in the plant-based world. And um, th there's numerous numerous times where i had to redo the intro because i i forgot to ask how somebody's last name is pronounced and uh and i had to redo the whole thing but it's not easy sometimes last name yep yep now the one thing i always remember is ask people if there's anything they don't want to talk about yeah uh, and and make sure you know how to pronounce their name so with that um let, let's dig in uh michael because you have such an awesome uh personal story and you've you have translated um some of those challenges into a really beautiful mission and helped hundreds of thousands if not millions of people um eat a plant-based diet so maybe the best place to start is the beginning right um yeah. tell us a little bit about your career as a as a competitive athlete and kind of how that journey evolved yeah, I'm originally from Germany, as you can tell from my my terrible accent. Um, so if I mispronounce some stuff, let me know. Um, um, and um, yeah, I grew up uh, as the youngest of four in in a small town in in Germany called Aachen, um, close to the border to to Netherlands and Belgium, close to Cologne and the west side of Germany, and played tennis all my life, um, and uh, was was an athlete all my life, played tennis and got the chance to go to the US and play college tennis and uh, went to uh, the, this beautiful little town in Georgia, uh, Valdosta, Georgia. Um, maybe some of your listeners know it. Um, most of them don't. It's between um, Orlando and Atlanta. Um, and it had a good school for tennis. And, and um, we're all Europeans. 
Um, so they recruited a bunch of Europeans, uh, among them me, um, and then Crystal as well, my wife and, and co-founder, she went there too. So we met there. And um, in terms of bringing it back to my understanding of health and, and eating, um, I was eating this typical athlete diet, right? Um, my coach always said pasta before the matches, um, protein and chicken uh, after the, the matches. Um, we would go to Subway before matches because that was, was much healthier than McDonald's. And we all would eat tuna sandwiches and, and mayonnaise on there. And we all cramp up and we're like, why would we cramp? We need to train harder and better. Um, and didn't really make the connection, right? And none of us did. Um, and um, a few years later, after my college career in, in tennis and, and somewhat a semi-professional um, tennis gig in, in Germany as well, after being in, in college, um, I was studying and traveling and, and I got a diagnosis of cancer. That's uh, now 10 years ago uh, when I was 24, um, exactly 10 years ago this year. So I'm celebrating uh, a year of health this year. Um, and it was obviously a major shock. Imagine, right, I'm, I'm an athlete all my life. Um, didn't really care about food because I felt I'm so fit and, and right, I can run it out and it doesn't matter if I eat fast food or this. Um, coming from a German meat-heavy background. Um, and that was an absolute shock and, and changed my life. Um, I can still remember the day I was sitting in this doctor's office. Um, I just traveled in Sri Lanka and, and was back in my hometown in this doctor's office and it was raining. And I look around, it's in the urologist's office, uh, only 70 plus people in, in gray hair next to me, right? Going to a urologist and, and checking out their bladder and stuff. And I'm sitting there, right? And and I was like, what is going on? And and when I was sitting there and heard diagnosed, I was like, this, this can't be true. Um, and um, that changed everything. It changed so much of, of my mission now in life. And and now I'm thinking back and, and think, well, it was it it was the worst day of my life back then. Now I think it's the greatest day of my life because it it put me on a trajectory to to help many more people and, and we'll go into it. But um that's kind of the, the background where I come from. And yeah. I'm so passionate about this topic. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I think um, you've probably heard of the, the Latin momentum mori, you know, a lot of stoic uh, followers or uh, stoics, um, you know, talk about meditating on death, right? Like really keeping the, the brevity of life front and center because it makes every other moment you know so much richer right and you're and and just you're so much more full of gratitude we i've had some close friends um in the hospital recently one one um you know getting a stent put into his heart another one with a a cancer diagnosis and it's really like i mean it's not even me in the doctor's office but it has totally shaped the way I've been thinking over the last week and, and, you know, reinvigorated my commitment to, to healthy habits, you know, but mm -hmm. also just made me like, I mean, literally three, five times a day, like just thinking about how blessed I am to have healthy children and healthy parents still and knock on wood, like, you know, it's just something we so take for granted. I I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about like, 
that that must have been su- such a shock like how like what was that that day like and and how did you get through that just mentally and then obviously maybe you can bridge that into um you know how you met crystal because i know that was also the kind of founding and and obviously the transition to a plant-based diet yeah i mean absolute shock and and disbelief so the day i found out i immediately called another doctor and said okay let's let's test this again Um, (laughs) and and went the next day to to the other doctor and and right and then you are part of that um that cycle and machine then right once you get a diagnosed they wanted to operate me next day and i said okay wait a minute i'll i'll need to figure out my options here first um want to get a second opinion um so i did that and and the second opinion was the same and um what i realized then is is my mind completely shifted about to to survival mode right i was like okay i'm gonna get through this i'm i'm an athlete i'm strong um i'm gonna survive this and i'm gonna go through the through the surgery then i'm gonna go through a couple of cycles chemo and and actually this whole period i didn't even think about anything else than just get through this and and i think that maybe was an athletic mindset whatever mindset but i hear so many people right it's is is an immediate shift in your brain to survival and nothing else matters anymore so i i didn't even back then put it as much into perspective because I didn't have the capacity to right, really step back and, and look at myself, right? I was, I was more, okay, let's get physically healthy. And my doctor said, told me a couple interesting things. He said, you're going to be physically sick and you're going to be mentally sick. And I didn't understand it for a while what he meant, but, but going through the physically part, right? Getting rid of the cancer and, and, and trying with the chemotherapy, right? To radiate all the, the, the cells there. Um, it, ha- it happened after I was going through where, where I sat down and said, oh, what happened, right? And 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 then the questions why came up all the time, right? I'm 24, why did this happen? Why me, right? Why are people getting sick, right? Is, is there anything I can do? Is there anything in my control I can do? And I had the sleepless nights after where then I started researching and said, I want to never want to get sick again. And I just went to the World Health Organization because, right, it's the biggest organization and, and just started researching and, and what I read was so shocking to me, he said, because all the risk factors, right? 50% of cancers are, are, uh, are based on certain risk factors. They're totally in our control, right? Among one of them is food, right? Other ones are, right? Physical exercise, smoking, drinking, et cetera. But one is food, right? One of the risk factors. So I was like, wow, if I can, right? If I can, with how I feel my body can really make a difference and don't have to go through this again and, and avoid some of these risk factors. That was a light bulb moment for me, right out like three, four months after. And, and that's was the start for me to, to think about the life that I had in front of me. And that's when I changed my diet too. Crystal, my, my girlfriend back then, wife now, mother of my our son, uh, business partner, um right she was in my life already for five years we're we're dating since college and she was already on this on this health journey much more um but i wasn't ready i needed that light bulb moment and i needed to go through through this three four months to really right um change my mindset and and she put me on my first detox right after i was done with with all the 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 chemotherapy and, and 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 it was i was like what is this 
um, why do I only drink juice and what is what is wheatgrass, what's grass? You put all the superfoods in, in my diet. Uh, but I felt so much better. Um, and and I was like, this is fantastic. Why are not more people right benefiting from these amazing ingredients from, from this diet? Why is it so complicated? And that was the starting point uh, for your super that we started uh, nine years ago. And this whole journey yeah, was a starting point of, of my mission, right? To, to make it easier for people to eat plant-based. And, and if, I can, if I can inspire one person to not get sick, right? Then, then it's all worth it because we're in control, right? I felt like we, we can control, we can't control everything, but we can control what we eat. And that's such a big portion. And, and um, I want to inspire people to take that control, right? Because it's not as difficult as, as people think. And I always say, if I can, I can do it as a German meat, meat eating person, yeah. then, then everybody can change, right? Yeah, that is a good point. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's amazing. And, and first of all, you know, it's such an amazing story. So it, it feels like congratulations are, are in order because you, you know, not only beat cancer, but translated into such a beautiful mission and a positive impact on, on the world. Um, and it just feels like such a blessing, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny, obviously listeners to this podcast uh, um, are fans of that philosophy, right? Where it's like, you know, there's so many quotes I could bring up, but you know, we, we are the sum of the, the things that we do habitually every day. And it's like most of us, you know, most of us have cut back on drinking or stopped entirely, you know, definitely smoking. Most of us are exercising, but like so many people don't realize that like you are choosing with every single meal either to put these amazing, vibrant, healing foods in your body or, you know, potentially put destructive right toxic cancer causing you know heart disease causing like and and it's such a switch that once you figure that out you know it really makes it hard not to choose you know that that ladder so it's just an amazing story um and man, i wanted to that, touch upon i wanted yeah. to touch upon one thing you said before right that that it just popped up again because you saw many people now and a, and a few close friends in the hospital and stuff and and we're getting obviously a lot of people with cancer diagnosis, right? And and people reaching out because I share my story. And and I I don't even think there's any family that isn't affected by a lifestyle disease, right? Whether it's obesity or heart problems or or cancers. We hear that all the time. And I think even in my immediate family, right? Uh, I still have that all the time. And and I think we need to start looking at right not when it's too late, right? And 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 so many people, for me, right? I'm a prime example. I had nothing to do with healthy food. Then I had that diagnosed and, and I was like, oh, shoot, like, right? Life is so precious. I got to put everything in my power, right? To to be healthy moving forward. And and so for everybody's listening, I think what, what I'm excited about, right? To how can we reach all everybody before, right? We're getting that diagnosed, right? Or before, we feel it ourselves with, with such, such a crazy part of their life. So how can we do that? Right. And, and, and it's not only when we have cancer, it's also how we feel every day, right. The, the energy yeah. we have every day, right. Um, it's, it's, it's that kind of understanding. I think that that really makes a huge change, I think for everybody's uh, lives, not only if it's too late, but, but every day makes, makes huge difference. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, 
I want to transition the the conversation just briefly um, because I'm curious. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I I study entrepreneurship and company building, and it's a passion of mine. What what was that kind of flipped switch, if you will, where you know you're you're drinking these smoothies with quote unquote superfoods, and and you thought to yourself like, hey, this is this is too hard. We could make it easier and maybe we could make it easier for other people as well. Like let's start a business together. And I'm just curious because a lot of people, you know, put, put, uh, you know, turmeric in their smoothies, put ginger in their smoothies. No, and they don't make that jump to say, Hey, I think we can make this better for people, make it easier, make it more effective, make it more, you know, uh, affordable. Yeah. What, what was that light bulb moment? So Crystal, uh, I remember the light bulb moment was um, Crystal put me on my detox and said, okay, Michael, you got to uh, drink these these drinks now on. You're on my health regimen now. And and I was like, okay. Um, and then she dragged me to Whole Foods and, and we were in, in London back then. And, and she was going through the superfood aisle and said, okay, you need spirulina, you need corella, you need acai, you need wheatgrass, you need barlgrass. And I was like, First of all, I didn't have the money. I was I just started um, and buying like thirty pounds right bags from each, and uh, I was like, well, "How do I take them? Right? I don't understand. Right? One spoon or do I mix them?" And and so I was standing there. I was like, "This is too complicated. Like, I, nobody. If I don't even understand, how can other people understand how to right get get a mix together? What works for you? And and um, what's the function you're looking for?" And it was expensive too. I felt like buying all these single ingredients. I was like, this is not, uh, that's not in my budget. So that was about the moment we were standing there. I was like, why don't we, right, make make mixes? And, and first Crystal mixed uh, super green, similar to the super green we have right now, together for me and said, hey, whatever you do, the greens are the most important. Uh, you don't need enough greens, right? So she mixed them together. And, and then it, it grew a little bit. Some other people were asking, about it, like oh, this would be handy. Can you mix one for us too? And and then it started very very small, and and we always had the mindset let's just try it out, and um and then we then we just started. We when the website was up in two weeks on Shopify, and and um, we started pre-selling and and uh, and went to all the farmers markets and and expos, uh, organic expos in in Germany and Holland. Um, and mixed everything ourselves. So it was it was a fantastic first couple yeah. of years where we did a very small scale. And uh, and since then, you I know have traveled to the ends of the earth to find the best ingredients. I've I've seen some of those pictures. Um, what what is the most fun, most interesting thing that's ever happened? If you're you know on a farm looking at some root in peru any any great stories from or if you want to take it a different direction um i can't imagine because obviously we've we've reached a, a certain scale where you know production starts to become really interesting when you're trying to you know use all the good ingredients like encapsulate algae you know you don't realize like how hard it is to move like three metric tons of algae you know and refrigerated trucks like to make sure it stays really really pure and and uh and stable and everything else like i'm just curious any any when you look back at the last 10 years um what's the best story you got 
Oh, there's so many, uh, Matt. I mean, um, what we learned early on is kind of a superfood and a superfood is not the same thing, depending on where you source it, right? So early on, we're like, okay, that we, I studied finance before and, and I was like, oh, the margins have to be great. So we ordered some, some uh, superfoods and, and wheatgrass, organic wheatgrass from China. And then I ordered some organic wheatgrass from Germany. And uh, the organic wheatgrass from Germany is 10 times more expensive than the organic wheatgrass from China. Um, and when I both got them, right, one was green and smelled like grass and one was yellow and didn't smell like anything. And the one from China obviously was yellow and, and didn't smell like anything. And, and we're like, this is crazy. That cannot be, uh, we didn't test it, right? But our gut feeling was like, this cannot be the healthiest grass we can source, right? The, the other one is bright green. It tastes like, like grass and the other one I'm not. So that sparked us actually, sparked us to really go deep on the supply chain and really know where everything comes from and have this transparency, know the farmers. And then you learn these things about the food industry, right? Where, where I went to a coal mine in Germany, not sure if that's happening in the US. Uh, maybe some of your listeners can, can help me. Um, and they said, oh, all your powders are so powdery. We'll just, we'll just add a, a liter per, per 100 kilos. We add a liter of vegetable oil and we don't have to declare it on a label. And, um, and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not adding oil or vegetable yeah. in our powders, right? If, if, if we sell superfoods in a superfood mix, people only should consume right, the dried fruits and, and, and vegetables. So that was a fun story. And then from, uh, from our visits, um, I mean, the, the, what we always want to portray is how much care and how much work is in actually growing the foods, right? We're so quickly when something's packaged, throw things away and, and don't care, but how much they care or farmers care about um, their, their harvest is unbelievable, right? And how long it takes for them to harvest something, um, really valuing the food. So our Lukuma farmer in Peru, Lukumas looks a little bit like an avocado, very sweet, um, and uh, he, we were asking, why are you doing organic farming? And he's like, of course, I'm doing organic farming because my best friend is my cow here that is grassing on this grass. And if, if I would spray, my cow cannot eat anything here anymore. And, and therefore, I have to be organic. So he didn't even make the, dis the connection of, hey, if I spray, it's not good for us either. He was so right, uh, had, had so much friendship with the other animals grazing there right and and being part of that 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 for him it wasn't a question of of, of spraying anything um so that was fun or our peru maca farmer was was calling in the ancestors as as a secret ingredient he had this whole ceremony um with tobacco and stuff and and blessed the the land and and the ancestors and and that's why he said his maca maca is the best and um and it was funny because up there um on in in peru is it's so high where the maca not, nothing else grows in maca um and it's i think on sixteen thousand feet or something and you like your head is exploding and he was calling the ancestors uh it was just beautiful um yeah. to see right how much they care um about what they're growing and and sometimes we feel like we we take this for granted right and and just uh spoil it or or don't want to pay right for anything that is good so it's it's interesting yeah well, two two quick reactions. The first is um, you're absolutely right uh, that um, you get what you 
pay for and we really don't understand. Like we are so removed from agriculture. Um, obviously, you know, we, we talk a lot about that in terms of veganism and, you know, the distance that we have from, you know, commercial, uh, you know, l- like large animal or, or I should say um, contained animal operations, right? The CAFOs. Um, and we don't have any appreciation for it, but we also don't appreciate, you know, that the the Peruvian farmer growing growing that avocado is maybe making, you know, less than a dollar a day. And and that bushel of avocados, right, is, you know, and then how many points in the supply chain where, you know, someone, a transportation company in Mexico is making this much, and then the importer is making this much, and that gets sold to Whole Foods, and by the time we buy, you know, that $7 avocado in Whole Foods, right? It's like, you know, and we're, we're all complaining about it, but we don't, we're so far removed. And I think that's actually something that we could really do better is to tell those stories and to, to make it more, um, more manifest, more, more right easy in, to understand in, just how hard it is. Yeah, to work right. we, stand in, we stand in, in Whole Foods and all oh, this avocado doesn't look good. This uh, this has a little bump on it. It doesn't look good. It's too hard. It's too, right. So we all do it, right? It's it's just sometimes the awareness of there's there are real people behind, right, and real livelihoods at stake there that people um, that people really grow this food. One other thing, what we realized when we really went to the origin, right, is how they're using these these foods, right, and and how deeply rooted some of these ingredients are in around the world, right? We were in, in the jungle in, in Amazonas in Brazil and, and people eat acai all the time, right? And they, don't, they have no, they look super young. It's crazy, right? And how young they look and, and they have no wrinkles and nothing. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. They eat majority plant-based because it's just what they eat there. And, uh, and so it, it was fascinating to see they use acai, yeah, for for every for every lunch and dinner, and um, and the results speak for themselves, right? And and they had the, yeah. they had a white acai there that we don't even know here. Um, it was fascinating, right? And um, and it's to the point of of plant based, right? Really, the mission we're on to to showcase there there are plants around the world that can really heal, right? And have been used for hundreds and thousands of years around the world, and we can use them. Right, we're in our world, which is so great. We can actually use them uh, for all benefits and health benefits. Yeah, it's really funny because you know one of the most simple justifications or, or arguments for a plant-based diet that I ever heard was, if you just look at traditional, regional, ancestral, whatever you want to call it, diets, like it becomes really clear that most of them were based in plants right and and like and, and we we talk a little bit more about this in like blue zones right where maybe they have like you know kefir or some sort of fermented dairy drink but like you know they're treating those animals really well there's a limitation on how much of this substance they can have right because it's like ceremonial it's built into a whole cultural thing but like it's a plant-based diet right and yeah. you know and what i taught to, i can't remember who it was some scientist and he's just like look if you want to know if a diet's healthy, just look at the people who are eating that diet. And you can probably just extrapolate out over the last 10,000 years, right? And say like, oh, well, you know, let's say 
traditional Chinese food, which again, right, like, you know, today, especially US based Chinese food, like orange chicken is not what I'm referring to, right? <laughs> like, or, or the Indian, you know, Indian cuisine, my absolute favorite, right? We're talking yeah. about chickpeas and lentils and all these different um, plant based dishes, right? And so it's yeah. like, you know, these, these, whatever you want to call it, uh, I keep using ancestral, which can't possibly be the best word for that <laughs> traditional, right? H- historical diets and the way yeah. that um, people had this relationship with food and they were largely plant-based. It's like, we, we need to look back at that because we kind of know the outcome of the modern way of eating, right? These, these ultra processed foods, you know, high in refined carbohydrates, high in seed oils, like all these different things, like it hasn't, you know, even been a hundred years and we kind of already see where it's going. Right. And it's, it's not good. Right. Like with a hundred million people with metabolic disorders, just in the U S alone, like we kind of know that this is not working, you know? No. And and I think, I mean, the facts are all clear when this epidemic of of unhealthiness and, and lifestyle diseases and, and chronic diseases. And I always tell everybody I had the, I had the best plant-based meals I had when I was with these communities, right? Um, because I was eating what, what they were eating. And yeah, they eat, um, I would say maybe 5% or less, um, whatever they have around, whether it's some fish in, the, in, in a river or some meat. Um, I don't think they had any dairy in, in Brazil, but right. It's, it's very little, but, and, and then they use banana flowers for, for, for meat substitute as well. So it's like beautiful stuff. And I I was, I was surprised and not surprised actually. I was, I was reconfirmed how, how well they're eating. Right. And, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I I totally agree with you. And that, and that's the best, that's the best part, right. It's like when you go, like, I remember when I was in India, um, for like, maybe it was a dollar right and i was eating at you know uh, i I wasn't eating at a cart on the street right because obviously i was worried about whatever gastro uh gi issue that i that might befall me if i ate off the the car on the street but i would always try to eat the most local the the most um uh traditional foods wherever i went that, by the way, also extended. I was uh, once in Dublin and ate haggis, which you probably are familiar with. Um, the most disgusting thing I can imagine in hindsight. I, I won't even go into what is in there. All of the the animal body parts is when I was in high school. Um, but back to India, you know, it's like it's so cheap and you can eat th- these beautiful, vibrant dishes. Right. And it's like and we are, you know, it's, it's one of, obviously, you know, you and I share the mission, like, you know, getting this message out to folks in the U S who, you know, we're struggling with these food deserts. We're struggling with the affordability of, of good food. And it's like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? Like, you know, just, just look at these other cultures who are doing it well, feeding a billion people in, in China and a billion people in, in India. And guess what? they ain't doing it on, you know, animal based or ultra processed, you know, uh, foods. And, and that's, I mean, it's a great bridge to what we try to do with, with the book coming out, your super life, right. Is, is one of the philosophies we talk in the book is, is always about our food philosophy is healthy, easy, and delicious. 
right? It got to be healthy. It got to be super easy because we all we all have busy lives, right? And and understand why why it's hard for people, right? Because everything's available. All this ultra processed available. It's convenient, right? It's not healthy at all, but it's it's easy, right? Um, and I think healthy and easy and delicious is for us kind of the the north star, right? It, it got to be so um, it's easy to make as well. Um, so everything we're always doing, every recipe we're always bringing out for your super and also for the book now is all about can we make a meal in twenty minutes, right? Because because 20 minutes you have, right? 20 minutes is kind of the border for me personally too. When you come home at night, we're like, oh my God, I need to still cook. I was like, okay, if it's 20 minutes, I'll, I'll do it, right? If it's if it's half an hour above, right? It's it's hard, right? And, and then I'd rather pick something up. And we've all been there and and you have right family and, and free kids. It's hard, right? Sometimes to, to yeah. make the effort. Um, but I think the, the the top of a pyramid for me is, making your own food again right um obviously plant-based fantastic right but make your own food first go back to making meals and you you automatically will eat more plant-based and uh, and then from there you 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 adjust right but making your own food is is so important and so we're trying to do with this cookbook to inspire people to yeah to just make your own food again yeah yeah, so th- thank you, because before we run out of time, we got to talk about this amazing book. It's called Your Super Life. Um, it's got an amazing forward by a mutual friend named Dr. William Lee, who does amazing work, and I'm sure many of our listeners know of him. And it's, uh, I mean, over 100 recipes, right? Which, as you say, healthy, easy, and delicious. You're right. That's what all of us want. Yeah. Um, and I'm super, I- I'm, I'm super excited about that, because you know, I think the the piece that you mentioned is that um, we have to get people to to make their own food. And the number one challenge that I always run into and that we've been trying to solve in all these different ways um, is that when people go plant-based, it's really hard, hard to start. It just is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to like, I'm 10 years into this, you know, and like I've seen people start and fail so many times and it's also hard to sustain. Like it really is, you know, because there's societal pressures, you know, it does perhaps take more time. You know, I, I think it probably takes the same time to cook, whether it's, uh, you know, animal-based products or plants, but like the resources aren't there. So I think it's an awesome motivation. Tell me, um, did you do the recipes? Because if you did and not Crystal, I'm not sure I want to promote this this book further, but if Crystal, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Um, but tell me, what what are some of the reasons why someone should go out and uh, and pick this up immediately? Because I'm, I'm sure we all have racks. What what separates your your cookbook? Um, I think it's it's has first of all fantastic super easy recipes, so it should be staple. It's a staple builder basically, right? Well, and and we all have staples in our in our um, cooking, so we want to give people. Um, an easy way again to to make a couple more staple dishes, right? Whether it's in a fantastic pasta sauce, whether it's a lunch, right? Whether it's your morning breakfast, where you can add to repertoire. Like I said, all the recipes are twenty minutes or less, right? So it's easy, right? There's no reason why you you can't do it. Um, so that's one reason. Awesome. We'll talk about uh, the top twenty five superfoods and and go deep on on them. Why? Are some of these superfoods so healthy? 
from an acai to a spirulina to chlorella and how you can supercharge your meals uh, with superfoods, right? To really add that extra benefit of nutrition in there, that extra nutrition, extra vitamins and minerals. Um, so we'll go in there. We talk about the super way of eating. Well, like I said, healthy eating, delicious. Uh, we talk about why you should not focus on nutrient labels, but rather on the ingredients list. Um, we'll talk about some of the other healthy habits you can you can start and all combined in one book, right? Um, so this is awesome. gonna, can be your Bible um, moving forward. It's a great present also if you have people who are struggling with uh, with lifestyle diseases or obesity or other things, uh, a great way to get started. And a couple of things we have in there too. Um, you know how you sometimes write have cookbooks and you open the recipe and you're like, oh God, I have to go to four stores um, to buy them all, right? You have to go to the Asian one, do this and this. Um, all the rest, all the ingredients are super easy. Yes, we're using canned beans. We're not cooking beans for four days and ferment them and, and make our own hummus sometimes all in there um, uh, to really make it easy, right? Because we all don't have um, as much time. Um, if you have, go for it, even great. If you don't, this is a book. Um, I think that's the majority. Um, and then we'll also yeah. teach you how to make stuff, right? So we, we're not just showing you recipe. We have how-to sections, how to make a green smoothie, how to, right? So you can mix and match with your own, um, with your own ingredients um, to really just um, help you build that confidence. Um, so, um, I'm really excited to just help more yeah. people, um, on that journey and, and really make a difference with, with this book. It, it sounds like you're going to, cause as you say, it's, it's so much more than a recipe book, um, you know, uh, going deep into superfoods and these how to, so I'm super excited. It's going to be a pillar in our lifestyle. Um, I know awesome. we're going to run out of time, so I want to just, uh, and we got so much more to cover. I have a whole list here. We didn't get into <laughs> your your baby children's nutrition, which I'm, I'm sure um, that uh, Crystal is still nursing, but uh, soon enough, you're going to deal with, with my life, which is how do I pack as many superfoods? That's going to be your next book. I'm already calling it. You guys are going to write a book about children's nutrition yeah. early childhood nutrition which is yes. so, so important so anyway we got a lot to get into we'll have you back um but as we wrap up obviously folks can find more about you online i'd love to to ask you where you'd like them to go but i can say um your super.com is where they can find more out about your book as well as all the products that you've been talking about they're fantastic i use them um uh, and where else can they find more uh, about you and Crystal and follow along in your in your journey? Um, yes, people can um, hit us up on Instagram. Um, Crystal and Michael is our Instagram handle, um, or your superfoods is our handle as well. Um, hit us up there, crystalmichael.com as well with with more uh, infos there. Um, and then uh, the book is available on Amazon for pre-sale anywhere. Uh, where books are sold, uh, Barnes and Noble, all the all the good stuff. Um, so pick up a copy; it'll be fantastic, and and uh, let's spread the word. Cool, and that's called Your Super Life. So if you want to right. Google it on Amazon, um, one fun question uh, just to wrap us up is: if you had to, um, if people had to walk away with one idea, just one idea, if you had a, a metaphorical billboard 
you know, just a few words to put up that hundreds of thousands of people are going to see or hear. Um, what's that one message that you want to get out to people? Um, the one message I always um, love to tell people start small. It is, um, and, and explaining is um, start small with your breakfast, change a couple of things to be more plant-based. You're going to feel a difference. You're going to feel a difference in a few days. And that's so crazy about this. You, you don't have to wait for three, six, 12 months to feel a difference. If you eat a little bit healthier, you're going to feel immediately. Um, within five, seven days, you're going to have more energy. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel more yourself back in your body. So start small with a green smoothie in the morning or the salad and you uh, don't use the the meat and, and replace it with a plant. So it doesn't have to be so crazy uh, from one day to another, um, completely shifting. It can be small steps and wherever you are, you can start. There's no right or wrong. Just give it a go. That's awesome. A great word to, to end on. So Michael, thank you so much for, for spending the time with us and sharing your story. It's, it's always awesome to hear. I'm really grateful. Matt, thank you so much for having me.